0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Walking with Your Inner Spirit is a six-part podcast series brought to you by Yiska Smith. Six opportunities, practices, and encounters experiencing the divine within. For more digital content or to listen to more of Yiska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org. Walking with your inner spirit episode five cultivating the practice of incorporating music, song, and melody into the expression of your faith, your belief, and your soul. <clears throat> this teaching is from the PSS's, B'nai Bene Tova, Conscious Community Entry eighteen Chai. The great Rabbi Aharon of Karlin, who passed in eighteen seventy-two, in the collection entitled Beit Aharon, House of Aharon, comments on the verse in Song of Songs, chapter four, verse eight, Shir Hashirim, Parak dalad Pasuk Chet, Gaze from the heights of Amana. Tashuri Morosh Amanah. Tashuri here means to gaze. The is Shin Vav Resh. Amana is a place just north of Israel in Lebanon. So the Peshat is in Song of Songs, gaze, look out from the height of Amanah, implying into Israel. These are his profound insights. This is how the great Beit HaHaron understands this pasuk. He takes the word Tashuri, and instead of equating it with or translating it as to gaze, it's from the Sharish Shin, Yud, Resh, sing. So sing from the height of Amanah, in the word amana is emunah, faith. So, what he's saying here is song is the peak of faith. A Jew expresses one's faith, one's emunah, most fully and most joyfully when that person sings out unreservedly. A Jew expresses one's faith, emunah, tashuri marosh amana. Song is the peak of faith. This is the quote from Beit Aharon. The Piyasetsna continues, We cannot address the whole area of nigina of music, pitch, and so on at this point. We merely want to state, in light of this incredible teaching from Beit Aharon, that song is the peak of faith, that anyone, call ish, at any level, there is a Matsavshu can draw forth living waters, Mayin from the wellspring of one's soul, and manifest Vigaleh, the living voice within the person, Bekirbo. This is a powerful tool for unblocking and expressing the soul. Music chevra song, melody, Tashuri Marosh Amana. He continues and he warns us, or he cautions us. Do not be troubled that we know of great singers and cantors whose hearts are far removed, Rachok, from God. Without faith, heaven help them. Even pagans and idolaters have singers and musical rituals. Melodies, hanigun, are one tool for conveying and revealing the soul, the nefesh, and her feelings, hagashult, our spiritual condition. The soul manifests herself in the very words, dibor, with which a person expresses, mitgaleh one's thoughts, one's feelings of pain or joy, and even more than that in one's voice of music, Cole. So he contrasts the difference between Debohr and Cole. The P.S. understands how he's using it here that Debohr is the spoken word and Cole is the voice of music. So yes, the soul does express herself through the spoken word. Various feelings that we experience, as he says, thoughts and feelings of pain or joy, but even more so through music. Our holy books give testimony to this. They teach that when one is suffering, sa'ah, when one's suffering overwhelms the person and he or she can no longer find the words to speak, that person will break down into crying, boch and weeping, soek, using only the voice without words. We see uh, in the beginning of Shemot, in the beginning of Exodus, chapter 2, Verses 23, 24, in Shemot, Perek Bet, Chav Gimel, Chav Daled, words like, how did B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, express their pain, their pain that they were experiencing in their being enslaved by the Egyptians? They didn't talk to God. You, words that are quoted from these pasukim: they sighed; they they yelled out; they cried out; Naakan, Naakatam, they're groaning, and in Shmot Gimel, in the next chapter, in, in verse seven, Hashem heard their crying out. These are very powerful words, but they're not words, are they? Their expressions of emotion. He continues, the Piyasasna continues, Now singing Hanigun, which is the voice, the kolot, from deep down, has the power to arouse in a person very strong feelings, both of grief, muribut, and exaltation, simcha. And feelings are sparks, nitsotsim, in the stirrings of the soul. There is no guarantee as to how a person will apply the spiritual power that he or she has unblocked with one singing. Let us suppose uh, that there are two people, for example, who are experiencing joy. One may direct his or her feelings of joy into a deepening commitment to be in relationship with God. Avodat Hashem. The other may be totally frivolous. Hulalut. Music is a very powerful tool. Actually, he says that hanigun, music is a key, is a mafteach to the soul. It opens us to our spiritual feelings, hagashot, to our potential. But he warns us. It is possible to open our soul, nefesh, to release some of our spiritual essence and then do nothing at all with it. Or possibly, God forbid, even damage, even damage our soul. If the person's joy is vacuous, if his angst leads to nervousness and despair to yush, the person will wound that portion of his or her soul that is now exposed. When that person falls from such a height, there can be enormous damage to one's trust and faith. The misuse of the spiritual power through nigun can lead to a deeply improper behavior. So, chaver, we need to ask ourselves, what is it about singing, about music, about melody, that so attracts us? What is the goal? Because we have seen throughout history, we see today in our cultures all over the world, music is a very powerful tool that can be used in the most negative ways. It really can bring out unrestrained behavior, or it can bring out, God forbid, indulging in a broken heart of depression, of despair. We see this with some of the songs that cause us to feel sadness. It's almost like we can't get out of the mood. Music is very, very powerful. So I believe what the PSSna is warning us or cautioning us is, yes, song is the peak of faith. Tashuri marosh amana, For sure, absolutely. But be careful how we use it. It is a key. It's a very powerful key. He continues... Now, our group is organized for the purpose, for the goal of enhancing our relationship with Hashem. This is how we become more engaged. We wish to unleash lehotsi, to take out, to reveal legalot, the qualities of the soul, so that they can dominate over the power of the bodies. For this, He helps us, He teaches us. He encourages us to use music. Thus we become attached to holiness. There's a kesher, there's an attachment. Our entire physical being becomes elevated. And we sense that we ourselves, our very bones, our fiber, consist of the breath of God the nishmat Hashem, the nishmat chayim. We practice the use of melody, nigunim, joyful and reverent, as part of our worship, as part of our prayer. Avodah lishamayim. You do not necessarily need... He, he cautions us also. He wants to encourage us that it's not necessary to compose your own songs. For example, if someone wanted to drink wine, you would not say that that person needs to plant a vineyard. Similarly, when people wish to communicate, they do not begin by inventing a new language. So, yes, we can use other people's music. Of course. Of course. And he suggests take some musical phrase, tunua shonigun. Tunua is a movement. So a phrase in music where there's movement, to we even say in music a movement. Take a musical movement, to nigun. turn to a quiet and private place, or simply close your eyes, "Tis et e'necha. and remind yourself that you stand in the presence of God. Lefne Kise kavod with your heart trembling. You are here to pour out your soul, to pour out your soul to God, using song, and using melody, singing from the depths of your being. Inevitably, you will begin to feel tagish, the emergence of your soul in her great joy, in her great delight. Bir nana. And what's fascinating, Cheva, what's absolutely incredible and magnificent, at first it was you, meaning the ego part of us, making the decision to sing whatever it is we're singing. We, at first, it's the external dimension, the lower consciousness, that is singing to the soul, to wake her up from her slumber. The word he uses is m'tardamta. The word "tardema" is a deep sleep, like a hibernation. So we decide, each one of us may decide to take this key, this resource, in order to wake up our soul from her deep sleep. And what happens is, there's always that moment, as we go further and further into the melody, into the nigun, that now we begin to feel the soul singing her own song. it's it's it's, it's such a spiritual moment. It's such a, a magnificent moment of literally moving from a lower consciousness to a higher consciousness, through melody, through the nigun, through the song, through the words when they're sung, that we are trying to coax out, to wake up, to invite our soul to be more revealed. And then she begins to lead us. That's a wonderful moment when we lose ourselves, so to speak, in the nigun. And then he asks us, did you not always wonder about music? What are the pitches exactly? What is happening when the notes move up and down the scale? Why are notes sustained here and staccato there? You can sense it for yourself. Using your voice, your soul opens a path, a derech, upward to the highest realms. She grabs your voice by its stirrings and pulls it upward and along. Subtly, your heart, your inner self, your penimiyut, accompanies the song of your soul on her journey. The notes become your derch, your route, rise and fall. Each turn, each gilgul of the tune etches a path. The pulse and the pace create the dynamic motion, the tenua. The song is woven together. Your soul carries the song within it and pours it out. Shefech before the Holy One. How poetic. How incredibly poetic. How the P.S.S. understands a piece of music. It's our own personal derech. With all the pitches and the staccatos and holding the beat longer, holding the note longer, slowing down, speeding up. All this becomes a path for our soul to become more and more revealed. <clears throat> there will be times when you are in this state when without consciously planning it, she below that. You will begin to speak to, sp- to speak, and to sing spontaneously. At first, you may dwell on mundane concerns and problems. The more you feel moved emotionally, the more your soul emerges from a place of concealment. She flies upward, and he uses the phrase El Al. Hmm, where have we heard El Al before? Well, we first see it in his Peace, right here, in Bnei Machshavah Tova. The soul flies upward, El Al. And you begin to shake off the worldly realm as we move from a lower consciousness to an expanded higher consciousness. From this deep place within your heart, Ma'omak Libcha, your soul cries, titzak Nafshachah. A prayer that is real. A prayer that is sincere. I feel so stuck here. So the plea begins with talk of your worldly affairs. And now it becomes a prayer of the heart. You pray to be released from the material perspective. Ideas and words that come to you at moments such as these. Chavra are not to be dismissed lightly. He encourages us that wherever we speak to God from, especially if we're moving from from deborah, from speech, into nigun, into music, into the melody, these moments are not to be dismissed lightly. These become the tools of our soul. It's remarkable. It's mamash remarkable. Think back, reflect, when you're sitting at a Shabbat table and singing, or you're at Kabbalat Shabbat, or you're hearing a tune at home by yourselves. What that does, how it moves you, where it moves you, reflect on that. Be aware of that. And then he continues, and he wants to point out that there will be other times where you may not have words, no requests that feel urgent. But nonetheless, you feel something. Tagish What is it you're feeling? He says, he teaches, it's something you cannot quite put into words. You may feel a sense of relief, of ease, of endearment to God, to your soul. In Hebrew, the word is beautiful. Hit rapkut. Min hit rapkut. Like a child who has reconciled with one's father. The child wants nothing more than to just feel close, than to feel endeared to the father, just to sit with the father. Hit to be in the father's presence. And if I may add, the mother's presence as well. From time to time, the child sighs and says, Umitaneach, Avi, Avi, O father, my father. And the father responds, What is it, my child? Nothing. Not a thing, the child replies. But soon again, the child sighs and repeats, O father, my father, avi, avi. What a beautiful metaphor. Just to feel so endeared to our own spiritual center. That we just want to feel that closeness. With no requests. Nothing's really wrong. At that moment, actually everything may be right. And we just want to feel encouraged we want to feel encouraged that where we are is where we're supposed to be. And the melody that that can produce is exquisite, absolutely exquisite. So, continuing along this metaphor with the, uh, the example with the child, the PSS then reminds us, as he rem- has reminded us very many times in this book, B'nei Machshavah Tovah, this is an important principle. Kidalacha, no! In the whole area of expressing the soul, Hitgalutanefesh, we have much to learn from children. Children behave with a total absence of artifice and pretense, without ulterior motive, without hidden agendas. The child's very soul is expressed in each of the child's activities. The child is transparent. The child's soul shines through everything he or she does, including this harmonizing and softening that we described, this hitrapkut, this flowing of soul from father to child and back to father and back to child. Sometimes when you sing, you will have this experience. Tagish guncha Min, and the word is hemaya. Hemya means to coo. It's like a soft moaning. There are no words. There is nothing to say. There is nothing you need. Lo shum bakasha. Still the soul is overcome with joy. Rak nafshicha she softly chants, "O oh God, O oh God, Ribono shel Olam, Ribono shel Olam." What a moment! This is an expanded consciousness, Hevra. This is using music, to experience our closeness with our own spiritual center, with the deeper part of ourselves. Cooing, what a beautiful word, Hemiah. And he continues, and also wants us to remember somber and sad music, Nigun Shel Shaviyat ha-lev, is not the only vehicle for this soulful exercise. Music of gladness and joy, Nigun Shel Simcha, also has a place in the emergence and expression of the spirit, Ligi Lui Hanefesh. Even to a point where he believes this is the way of the chassidim, of the pious. Sometimes the person cries, bocheh, to a happy tune. Or when the person is happy, the person may dance, roched, to the mournful sound of the Yom Kippur service of kol nidrei. When you are with your fellows as they pray b'tefilah, or as they eat b'su'udah, or sing m'neganim at any occasion, Join them, sing with them, pray with them, eat with them. Be with them, especially benigun. Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, describes one way to give voice. For example, he quotes in Yirmiyahu 12.8, Perak Yudbet, Pasuk Chet, She shouted out against me. Natana'alai alay b'kola. Now this is the voice that's harsh and accusing. And the Pessahna cautions us: No, you want to use your voice differently, to raise up your soul. La So the Torah describes it in this way. In another pasuk, in the Book of Kings two, three, fifteen, Malachim bet, Perak gimel, pasuk Tetvav. when the musician played the Spirit of God came upon him. V'haya kinagen haminagen but to he a love. Now the P.S.S. translates this a little bit differently. V'haya kinagen haminagen The word here, the pshat, haminagen is the musician. So the pshat, the literal Meaning, the apparent meaning of the verse is when the Minnagen is playing, kinagen, well then the Spirit of God comes upon him. But here's how the PSSN translates this when the musician actually becomes the music, Vahaya kinagen, and it will come to be as the music is the Haminagen. When the musician actually becomes the music, Then the Spirit of God is upon him. Then Vitahiyah love Yad Hashem. At this level, song is like a bridal canopy, like the chupa, under which the bride and the groom unite. The P.S. Etzner hints at the huge and rich Kabbalistic symbol system which presents the relationship between God and the faithful. As a parallel for the relationship between human lovers, between the Chatan and the Kala under the Chupa, the bridegroom and the Kala, the bride under the Chupa, when the musician becomes the music. Vahaya can again, Hamin again. And then he concludes. Of course, you do not necessarily need Lav Dafka to be in a group to sing this way, even when you are alone. Gamba by it. If you feel it will be beneficial, muchshalazh, go ahead. Sing to Khaluranen as we have described. And you do not need to shout. You don't. There are songs, you can sing songs that can be uttered in a whisper, balachash, and a sigh, that cooing, that soft moaning, ha'mayah. They are nonetheless heard on high. Nishma bamarom. In closing, I invite all of us to heed, to heed with care to heed with gratitude, to heed with relief, the P.S.S.N.'s words. Simply put, perhaps we need to sing more with each other. And when alone, maybe speak a little less, sing a little more. In this way, we may sense walking with our inner spirit in a more visceral, palpable hands-on, felt way. Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more digital content or to listen to more of Vieska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org.